Now, I was diagnosed with endometriosis at age 28 in the year 2020-12 after living for 14 years in very debilitating pain, always getting excruciating pain when I was on my periods. So literally every single month when I got on my periods, I would not be able to function. I wouldn't be able to go to school. Uh, I'd have to miss about two to three days of school because I'd be throwing up. I wouldn't be able to walk and I'd be in very, very bad pain as well as very, very heavy periods until the pain started getting worse to a point where I'd feel it going down my leg and I'd feel it even when I wasn't on my period. So Uh, And no one knew what it was until when I was 28, I was supposed to be getting surgery for removal of fibroids because I also had fibroids. When the doctor opened me up, he says what he found inside was one big lump of everything. You know, it is called a frozen pelvis where everything in my lower abdominal cavity was stuck together. Like my uterus was stuck to my fallopian tubes, to the ovaries, stuck to the bladder. And this doctor was not even able to to remove the fibroids because of this situation called a frozen pelvis. And this is how I was diagnosed with endometriosis stage four, which is the worst stage. Hello, and welcome to Africa Science Focus, the weekly science and development show from SciDevNet. I'm Michael Kaloki. You were just hearing from Khaona Dintwe, a media personality in Botswana. Khaona suffers from endometriosis, a painful gynecological disorder. Although its prevalence is well documented in developed countries, not much is known about how the disorder affects women. At the second international conference of the African Endometriosis Awareness and Support Foundation, co-founded by Dr. Abayomi Ajayi, our reporter Royal Uche speaks to women who advocate for widespread education of the disorder. They recall their experiences living with endometriosis. But first, let's find out how the disorder manifests. Royal speaks to obstetrician and senior lecturer at the University of Nairobi, Joe Wanyoike Geshohi. This is a condition where the lining of the womb, what we call endometrium, gets through the fallopian tubes and gets attached itself to the abdominal cavity organs, that is to the intestines, to what they call the peritoneum, to the ovary, even to the rectum, and sometimes to the bladder. That causes a lot of inflammation on the intestines, the ovary, the rectum, the bladder, and causes severe pains. So in essence, what you're saying every month when the menstruation comes out, there's bleeding inside the abdominal organs. That is the pelvic organ. And that causes a lot of inflammation and causes adhesions, the scarring of the ovary, the fallopian tubes, the rectum, and the bladder. And that causes a lot of pain. And as a result of that, you, you may find that actually the function of, the, of the, the intestine passing stool, passing urine, and even having sex is compromised. This will present with very severe pains during the, the menstruation. The severe pains to the extent if it's a small girl, she's not able to go to school. If it's a young lady, a lady working, she's not able to go to work for two to three days when they're having menstruation. And that will happen every month, every month. And that's how endometriosis will manifest itself with severe pelvic pain. And eventually, this pain will become extensive to such an extent that the pain may be there throughout. Nobody has come up with a clear definition what causes endometriosis. We don't know for sure. But one of the theories which have been put forward is what you call Samson theory. This is the lining of the womb 
the endometrium, the lining which sheds up every month and comes out through the vagina. Instead of coming out through the vagina, it can go backwards through the fallopian tubes and gets attached itself in the, pel in the pelvic and abdominal organs. And when it attaches itself, that may cause what I've said before, inflammation and a lot of pain. That's one of the theories which have been put forward. Homozo Gagosi, founder of the Botswana Endometriosis Foundation, has experienced intense pain from her condition since she began to menstruate as a child. I couldn't go to work every day as I'm expected to. Um, my lifestyle changing now because with endometriosis, you can be okay now. And then 30 minutes later, you are sick. So you can imagine when you make plans with your friends, you want to go out. And when it's time for you to go out, you call them and say, guys, um, I'm not going to be able to join you because I'm not feeling well. I lost a lot of friends in the process, which I think it's okay because I needed people who were supportive, who understood what I was going through. And at work, um, at some point, I went um, through a process where a medical board was called uh, for me because they wanted to board me out. They felt I was not productive because I was always sick. I was always on sick leave. And, um, you know, at that time, I think I was doing, I did my surgeries every year. Three, three of my surgeries, um, I, I did them with a, a year apart. And it was affecting my work, honestly. So the medical board was called and they wanted to board me out. Um, but fortunately for me, God was on my side and they could see that this person is really sick. She's not faking it because with endometriosis, people expect you to look sick. They always say to me, you say you are sick, but you don't look sick, which I feel it's really not fair for us. Why am I supposed to look sick? Why should I look sick when the problem is in the inside? So even at work, I think they were judging me basing on the fact that she doesn't look sick and yet she doesn't come to work. In the late 2000s, evidence started to accumulate that this condition might be more common in African communities than previously expected. Researchers found that for African-American women in the USA, endometriosis was preceding major gynecological surgery, indicating that something was wrong. It is likely that the true prevalence of the disorder in Africa indigenous women is underreported due to inadequate facilities and specialized expertise. In the past 20 years, teams like Joe's have been investigating the claim. The initial school of thought was this disease does not affect Africans' endometriosis. But the current studies, like the one I did, we found that actually the extent of affecting them uh, Africans is as high as any other race. It was felt it was more among the Caucasians, but that's true. We are seeing more and more Africans getting endometriosis. However, in about 20, 30 years ago, endometriosis might not have been as prevalent as it is today in Africa. Why? Is because people who tend to get children very early, people who tend to have children, many children, people who have lactation to breastfeed for a long time, they don't get menstruation. And that means there's less incidence and prevalence of endometriosis. But now with the changing lifestyle of the African, we are getting fewer children, we are getting children late, the breastfeeding is less, then there's increase of prevalence of endometriosis. For women like Khaun Adintwe, a simple diagnosis is not assured but when conducted and confirmed, can be life-changing. Finally, 
there was a name to all the struggle that I had over the last 14 years because people would just think maybe I had a low pain threshold and then sometimes they just think maybe I'm imagining the pain or I'm exaggerating the pain. Uh, but now when I, I found out that it is a condition called endometriosis, as much as it broke me, I was also very relieved that there wasn't like I wasn't imagining it. There really was something wrong with me because of just how bad my situation was, I ended up with infertility, which unfortunately, when I came out publicly and shared my journey with endometriosis, this was very sensationalized by the media. It became news, it became headlines. It became a story of an African woman who wasn't ashamed of sharing her business or airing her laundry out there because unfortunately these kind of subjects are taboos in our African culture. So it was a very, very tough, you know, journey uh, sharing and trying to create awareness about the condition while the media was also on the other side having a field day sensationalizing my story. Alongside severe pain that can persevere long after the period, endometriosis commonly results in infidelity as Joe explains. 40% of all patients who have endometriosis will not be able to conceive because there's interference with the womb, there's interference with the fallopian tubes, and there's interference with the ovary, the ovary which produces the eggs which are fertilized. Sometimes the pain can manifest itself in the lungs, chest, and head as well. What is the prevalence of, of uh, of endometriosis in the world, we normally think it's about 10%. For every 10 ladies you'll see, one will have endometriosis. One of the studies which I did in Kenya, specifically in Kenya, is showed that actually the prevalence of endometriosis is 6.8%, and that is just as high as you find uh, in Europe or, uh, or in a, any other continent. So what, what has happened is there are very few studies on endometriosis in Africa, and what you encourage people is to come more and uh, investigate this condition. The other problem we have is uh, most, most of the people, most of the women, when they get very painful periods, which may be a manifestation of endometriosis, we tend to interpret as just normal menses which are painful. There's that issue of uh, my mother had painful periods, my grandmother has painful periods, so don't worry. But that's not the case. It wasn't the case for Homozo. Endometriosis is not recognized in Africa, yes. Um, they believe it's just period pains. And it's just dysnomeria. I, I don't know why they believe that because like I said initially, there is nothing normal about being in pain every single day. And it's high time we get our governments to look at endometriosis as a chronic condition. I'll give you an example. In my country, the population here, it's so small, 2.3 million or something. The population is not growing. And... If you could sit down with women in our country, you would realize that most of them are going through infertility because of endometriosis. And if our governments could sit down and do research and try to go deeper when it comes to endometriosis, it will make a difference, honestly. The most important thing to understand about endometriosis, it's a chronic illness. What do you mean by chronic? Is one, it manifests itself, most likely the lady will have it for a whole lifetime. 18, 20 years, you have endometriosis, you're going to have this condition for a lifetime, most likely, until actually menopause occurs. So is there a cure? No, there's no specific cure for endometriosis. It's one of the diseases we don't understand and there's no specific cure. We can use medication 
if it's very, 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 very mild, sometimes you can use just a normal pills or you can use advanced specific medication for controlling it, not curing, it will not get cured completely. And then finally, there's surgery. Surgery, well, very well done. Then some, a few cases may get cured, but some may recur after that. And that's what you're saying, endometriosis is a chronic illness. One can get remission five, 10 years, and then it recurs again. It's true, endometriosis has no cure. Um, I live and survive by taking pain medication, very strong pain medication. And with endometriosis, since it doesn't have any cure, um, the only treatment that we get is hormonal treatment. Um, I can take you through um, the medication that I've used so far. Um, I have taken a pill called Depo-Provera. I have taken Dana 35. Dana 35, people take it for, it's a family planning pill, but I've taken that pill. I have um, inserted the Mirena. I have used Evra patches, um, the implant on my arm. When the medication we are taking, it's no longer working. You change to another treatment. Oh, I've also taken Visen, which um, at the moment it has been proved to be the only pill that has been made specifically for endometriosis. But with me, I had to leave it um, within three months because it was giving me severe migraines. So I couldn't um, cope with the side effects. I had to leave the pill. So I've, I've, I've really taken a lot of medication, hey? By spreading awareness of the disorder, women can better understand what's going on with their bodies. Jogi Shuhi. The other, the other issue we'd like to emphasize about endometriosis, there's need people to try and have children because we have seen 40% of the patients with endometriosis manifesting themselves with infertility. So the sooner one gets children, the better. Because as the disease advances, then the chance of becoming children becomes less. When you combine with the other pathologies, you have like uterine fibroids, then it becomes worse among the Africans. If you want to find out more about endometriosis and treatment of the disorder, head to the SciDevNet website. That's www.scidev.net. Today's show was produced by Harrison Lewis with editing by Ogechi Ekeanyo and reporting by Royal Uche. I'm Michael Kaloki. Until next time, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station.